Please open your Bibles with me to the third psalm. I hope that I can offer some encouragement from this psalm today, but the ability that it is able to truly comfort you will be up to you with how well you apply the promises and how well you follow the condition that is implied in this psalm. Please follow along with me as I read Psalm 3. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, There is no help for him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, And he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. While we don't believe subscripts are inspired, we do believe they can offer us a correct setting for this psalm. And the subscript on this one is a psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. This is only one of many times when David would have been fearful for his entire life. Think of Doeg the Edomite, King Saul, the Philistines, just to name a few of the people who wanted David dead. So if anybody had the resume to write this, it would have been David. Verses 1 and 2 are not really going to apply to anybody in this congregation because we haven't been fearful for our lives from enemies. However, if you make a strong statement of faith to unbelieving co-workers or acquaintances, things like verse 2, which say, Many there be which save my soul, there is no help for him in God, scorners will say that, and you can deal with that. While we don't face the same sort of danger David did, we do have times in our life where we need the Lord's help. These verses help set the stage for the four verses I really want us to consider, verses 3 through 7, or 3 through 6, excuse me. Each of the following four verses is unique. Each of them offer a blessing and promise that can be taken and admired in its own way. Starting at verse 3, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. Is it possible for us to fully comprehend that Jehovah is our shield? I don't think so. It's too great for us to imagine that the creator God of heaven is willing to come down and protect us from things that we can see and things that we can't see. But even more than that, it goes on to say that he's our glory and the lifter up of our head. He gives us things to be encouraged in when we have our perceived hard times in life. He's still there for us, and he's still there to bless us and to lift up our head. We don't have anything to be discouraged or to get dismayed about. The Lord is too good to us. Verse 4, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Amen. Selah. After listening to last week's sermon about our prayer hearing and prayer answering God, I was convicted to do this psalm for this verse. Brethren, we have a blessing that David couldn't even have, and that is we can approach the mercy seat of the Lord Jesus Christ whenever we want to. David, to get that close, had to wait for the one time of year when the high priest could go in with blood to the Holy of Holies. One time a year. We can go whenever we want to. It was in the Lord's sovereign mercy that he put us on this side of the cross. But I ask you, what are you doing with that blessing? 
Is it, are, are you using it? Are you using the fact that the almighty creator God is sitting in his impregnable city on his holy hill waiting to help you? Or is that a blessing you don't take advantage of? He's there. Let us use it. The psalmist thought it was important to put a selah at the end of this verse. Stop and consider how blessed we are to be on this side of the cross. Stop and consider that the almighty God will listen to us poor wretched sinners. Moving down to verse 5. I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. Amen. This verse has been a comfort to me over the last couple of years, and I hope to encourage you that are warriors by nature. I tend to like to have everything in my control, which is something I need to get over. But this verse has been a help to me because things are out of your control. Whether you want to admit to it or not, they're out of your control. After speaking of his trouble and reminding himself of the Lord's protection, what else is there for us to do? Amen. You can sleep. Yes. What a mercy from the Lord. This is a great cross-reference to Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2, which end with, For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Yes. What a blessing. The reason I may like this verse more than Psalm 127 is what is implied here. When you go to sleep at night, how many things can go wrong while you're sleeping? How many illnesses or diseases could attack you when you're asleep? How many things could happen? Could a robber break into your house? Are there about a million other things that could happen during the six to eight hours you sleep every night? Yes. But the Lord sustains us. What amazing power is that? Not only do we go to sleep and He protects us from everything, we go to sleep, He rests us, gives us strength, and sometimes will even answer our problems in the middle of the night and we can wake up the next day ready to take it on. If we trust the Lord for that, to sleep and to protect us for all these things during the night, why do we get worried about the little things in our life? Or let me rephrase that. Why do I let the little things bother me? He protects us. How many nights have you gone to sleep? And you wake up, and the Lord's mercy is renewed to you. He sustains us. What a blessing it is. He He doesn't owe us anything, but He does it. He gives us comfort in our sleep. I do believe a brother in here just enjoyed this very promise this week. And he got to see this mercy of the Lord. He tried everything he could, but it needed the Lord to bless him. Moving down to verse 6. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. This is the condition of the psalm. How can you be as confident as David was? How can you say that? You have to live a righteous life. This, the promises in here are not for the wicked. They cannot claim these. But Proverbs 28.1 tells us, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Amen. If we trust the Lord and confess our sins on a constant basis, we can be as bold to say, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. But it takes your part. You have to live righteously, and you have to constantly confess your sins and move forward. The second part that goes along with that is you must believe and trust the Lord that no matter the outcome... He's right. Don't worry about it. He's going to answer your prayer one way or another. It may not be the way you thought you wanted it answered, but he will answer. And if you trust that completely, you can be as confident and as enough to say, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. Jumping down to verse 8, the last verse of the psalm, which I believe ties the entire psalm together. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. Salvation is only attained through our Lord. This is not talking about eternal salvation. We can tell from the context. 
but rather a physical salvation from our troubles and trials. We have nowhere else to turn. No one can help us. It is only of the Lord. Your fretting and worrying is going to do you no good. The Lord offers to take that fretting and worry away from us if we will but let him. We need to keep in mind that he has blessings that he wants to pour out upon us. Brethren, there is much comfort in this psalm. I hope you want to squeeze out the promises, all the juice that are in these promises. They are so good to us. But Lord, but brethren, it is up to you. The Lord has set here these things, but you have to go out. You have to live righteously. You have to confess your sins, and you have to go get them. Thank you.